What's up, guys? It is Cody Wynn with the Faith Growth Podcast. I hope y'all are growing in your faith some from this thing. Before I even introduce Matthew, so don't say anything yet, Matthew, because I haven't introduced you yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. uh, smash the subscribe button. Uh, if you love us, then that would be so sweet of you. Uh, if you could smash the subscribe button. It means a lot to us, and it gets the message out to more people with the way that the algorithm works. Anyways, now let me introduce my <laughs> lovely co-host, Matthew. Yeah. What's up, dude? Pretty good, man. Yeah. That's great. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. All right. We need to work on those intros. We need to do something about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, yeah, y'all are probably at the point where you're just like, I'm going to skip to 20 seconds. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, today's topic, we are still on our demonic church teachings series. And we have covered quite a few here. And we are going to cover today another one of legalism. We're going to discuss legalism and the... Uh, condemning power of legalism, the frustration of legalism, and the danger of falling into this trap. So, start off with what right is yeah, legalism? What is legalism? So, legalism is this idea that you tell people to do extra biblical things in regards to living in holiness. It could be either in reference to salvation, or it could be in reference to just living in accordance to the Word of God. So, let me give you a few examples. Um, for, for salvation, we know that salvation is by grace through faith, by grace alone, through faith alone. So that means that if you believe that anything you have to do is going to save you, then that's legalism. Baptism, tongues, that you have to preach the gospel X amount of times, that you have to do whatever. So for salvation, works. yeah, any works, yeah. So those are all forms of legalism. But it doesn't just have to do with salvation. It can have to do with anything post-salvation as well. Like you must go to church every week. Telling somebody that if they're not going to church on Sunday, that's legalistic. If you're telling somebody they have to go to your church, it's legalistic. If you tell somebody that their band is not allowed to have drums like some denominations do, that's legalistic. What? If you tell certain bands that their music is not good or pleasing to God because it's not the genre of music that you like, that is legalism. If you tell people they can't have nose rings, that's legalism. I have a nose ring. If you tell people that they can't have tattoos, I have tattoos, that's legalism. I'm trying to think of other legalistic things that people say. Um, if you don't pray a certain amount or read your Bible a certain amount, or if you eat or don't eat certain things um, like kosher versus not kosher, if you tell somebody that they have to go to mass or confess to a priest or that they can't interpret the Bible themselves, and if they try to do any of those things that they're wrong, if you tell somebody that they can or cannot listen to secular music, secular movies, secular TV, uh, drink or can't drink, then these things are all forms of legalism. Where in the heck did this right? concept come from? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, so these have been very, very common um, for, for, for a very long time uh, of people just saying that they live to a certain standard and it's got to do with self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, this dates all the way back to Jesus' times when, I mean, there's plenty of legalistic people in Jesus' time. Uh, they were known as the Pharisees predominantly. And they constantly were living in legalism. For instance, they got on Jesus one time because Jesus didn't wash his hands before he ate. And they said, hey, why would you disobey in not washing your hands? And Jesus' response is, you hold more highly the traditions of man rather than the word of God. That you guys are preaching to people that they have to do something that is a tradition of man but you are not preaching about having to do the things that God has actually commanded you to do. 
Turns out there's not a single scripture that says that you're supposed to wash your hands. You think he did that in that moment specifically because he knew the Pharisees were going to question him? I don't know if I can say that I that he knew that, but I don't think it was surprise once they tried to call him out for it. Yeah, but I, I don't know if he intentionally did it for them to be like, ha! Yeah, it just makes me wonder. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's legalism that we see in scripture is, is by somebody saying that you have to wash your hands or do any other man-made tradition. These man-made traditions are very, very common today, just as they were back then. Um, if you tell somebody that like them going to a certain denomination of church or something is better or worse than another, or that they can't go to that church or they can't read that translation of the Bible, then that is all legalism. Again, you can tell somebody your opinion or your view on it, mm-hmm. or you can even tell them facts on it. Like, like for instance, I will straight up tell you factually, the New American Standard Bible translation is way more accurate to the original text than the message is. You can't argue with me on that because it's not a debatable topic. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you you're going to help because you're reading the message, that's where there's a problem. This is where people run into issues. objectiveness. Yeah, right. Yeah, there, there's an absolute standard clarity that God has in his um, Bible that we have to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's things that are not that way. <laughs> so we have things like, l- let me give you an example before I go into any scriptures here to kind of um, expound on this point. I want to give on the flip side of what it doesn't look like. Many of you know me from TikTok. If you don't, I have a lot of followers on TikTok. I've had millions of people see my videos now in about three months. I've had millions of people see the videos, which is all glory to God for that. I'm so thankful that God has given me that platform to use. Uh, I'm currently on my second ban from TikTok because they hate me talking about Jesus. Yes, I don't know if I even told you that yet, but yeah, I got banned again. Again? Yeah, I just got unbanned yesterday and I got banned today. You're on fire, I'm man. on fire. And I didn't You're even... Doing something. They didn't even take any of my videos down. It's so stupid. They didn't take any of my videos down. They didn't even tell me what I did wrong. I'm about to go over to China. That's where TikTok is. Oh, really? Headquarters, yeah. And I'm about to go and be Jesus because I'm not allowed to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, where are you going with this? Like, where's this? This is going to send the wrong message Yeah, out. no, I ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love you, TikTok people. Please put my account back up, though. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> How long is it been for? Uh, it's banned for another another two weeks. Yeah, so they banned it for two weeks the first time, two weeks the second time, so that's crappy. But anyways, back to our point in hand. Um, I made a video on, I have a second TikTok because I really felt like the Lord was just pushing, putting on my heart to do it. And then I got banned for the first time and I was like, oh Lord, you knew what you were doing. And I'm already up to like 6,000 followers on my second one, which is pretty dope considering it's only been up for two weeks now. What's the difference? Well, the, the second one I just wanted to do to post more content. Um, but, uh, the second one is specifically for the church. Oh, okay. Like the, the first TikTok, the one that's really popular is one, me giving apologetic defenses for the faith for non-believers. Whereas this one is talking to the church. So it's me going through scriptures and stuff and encouraging the church, talking about pornography and oh, stuff okay. like that. Cool. So any of you who are hearing me from my talks on pornography, you all heard from me from my second TikTok in case you are curious, but if you don't care, then that's cool. Let's move on. Uh, so I, I'd made a, a verse or I'd made a, a video, excuse me, talking about Jesus in Matthew five, where he says, you've heard of the prophets of old, do not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks upon a woman to lust after her has committed adultery already with her in his heart. And then I go on to say, Hey, Jesus says that we are not to lust after women because lust is seen as adultery. So if you're struggling with porn, if you're struggling with sexual morality, if you're struggling with sleeping with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, so on and so forth, then you are living in sin, according to the Bible. And somebody's response, a comment on the video was legalism, 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 legalism. Okay, that is not legalism. I didn't say anything legalistic there. I I straight up quoted the Bible and then I expounded on what the Bible was saying. 
I was not being legalistic. Remember, legalism is you adding extra biblical things to text, to the text, excuse me, and telling other people that they have to live by it. I did not tell anybody anything extra biblical. I just said what the Bible verses meant. Yeah. Here's why they were mad. They're convicted because they live in sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. So they got angry that I was discussing it. And instead of uh, letting the conviction take them to leading and living in righteousness, they ended up just calling me legalistic. How silly. That is not legalism. If anyone tells you to do anything in the Bible, they're not being legalistic. Legalism is when somebody tells you that you have to live by something that is not in the Bible. Let me give you an example. I personally do not listen to any secular music, movies, or TV shows. I will not. I refuse to. I have a conviction for me personally to not do any of those things. Meaning that I feel like the Lord does not want me personally to watch any of those things, listen to any of those things. But on the other hand... I do those things. Correct. Matthew does do those things. Now, he's not listening to Eminem and watching Fifty Shades of Grey. No. <laughs> but he does have no... Con he currently, at this moment, has no conviction to listen to things that are secular. Is he living in sin? No. If the Lord has not told him that he should not be doing that individually, given him a burden to not do those things, then he's okay to do those things. Me and Matthew hang out every day. Never do I get in arguments with him about why he should not be listening to the music that he listens to. It is not a hill to die on. It's a gray area. It is not something that I can tell him he can or cannot do. Yeah, don't talk about my music. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and but again, like if I want to open up a conversation with Matthew and just be like, hey, dude, like, you know, have you prayed about the music that you listen to? Have you prayed about the movies and, and, and TV shows that you watch? And his answer is no then I will definitely encourage him, dude, you need to pray over those well, things. In all honesty, like, since I've been saved, there's a lot of things I've cut back on and right. with music I don't really listen to, but there's still secular things I still watch and listen to. Right. So I, I do encourage all of you, if you're listening to this, to pray about taking those things out of your life. But I'm not going to tell you that you're living in sin if you do still listen or watch those things. Because it wasn't written in the scripture. Exactly. It's not written in the scripture, so I can't tell you that it's wrong. But I can, I can encourage you to do things different or pray about things different. But you could tell me to do the same thing. You could say, hey, I want you to pray about watching TV. I don't know what the purpose in me yeah. watching TV would be. But, you, I mean, I could, I could. I could pray about that. My point is, is that you can encourage people to do things, but you can't look down on them, judge them, attack them, whatever, because they're not doing the same things that you're doing. That's where we're crossing a line. So, again, I have views um, that I hold myself to a, a much higher standard than a lot of people that I know. It's called living above reproach in scripture. Uh, and I just want to live to a higher standard uh, because I don't want to be judged according yeah. to the things that I do one day and end up finding that I was guilty of things because I didn't want to do whatever. Uh, you know, it was convenient for me or I enjoyed the office too much or what, whatever it could be. So I just choose to stay completely away from it. But again, with that being said, it is legalism for you to push onto somebody else that they cannot do something that you feel comfortable, uh, comfortable doing. So with that being said, let's hop into some scriptures here. Colossians 2.20 is where I want to start. Since you've died with Christ, the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belonged to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with self-imposed worship, their false humility and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack the value in restraining sensual indulgence. It's a fancy way of saying, hey, you can't tell somebody what they can and can't eat, can and can't drink, 
and all these things. He's like, you're just making this stuff up and imposing them on other people and telling them that they're required to live by them. They are not required to live by them. Now, let me clarify. You know, I mentioned drinking thing there. If you get drunk, you're 100% sending under 100% of circumstances ever. If you're getting tipsy, the word for drunkenness in the Bible, the Greek definition of that is tipsy. So if you're getting oh, really? tipsy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you're getting tipsy, you are sinning. Well, that is not legalism. That is the Bible. Well, if you're like a lightweight, you still. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, it does not matter. Again, Jesus does not say drink X amount of ounces of alcohol of X percent um, alcohol content and you're okay. He says, don't get tipsy. So if it takes you a half a beer to get tipsy as a lightweight, then you're sinning. If it takes you 30 beers and you still don't get tipsy. And to be considered tipsy would be like not like not sober mind like yes to be to be out of your sober mind to be yeah anything tipsy i mean i'll put it this way you know if you're tipsy or not yeah you know if you're tipsy or not when you're drinking so again that's another one of those things that i personally stay completely away from if you drink alcohol i can't tell you emphatically you're wrong but i'm not ever going to touch it ever i have never touched it i never will touch it does that make me um, a better person than you know i'm an awful person that's why i needed jesus but understand that uh, there's things, again, if you want to say, Cody, you're legalistic because you don't drink, that doesn't make any sense. Because, again, I'm not telling you you can't drink. I'm telling you I don't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, if, if somebody's going to call me legalistic for quoting scripture, then, again, you don't understand legalism and you're just convicted. And you're mad because you're yeah. convicted about something that you know that you're doing wrong. Verse uh, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Spirit of the Lord is and where the spirit of the lord is there's freedom we are free from legalism is the point that i want to get at there romans 14 1 through 3 says accept the ones who are weak in the faith without quarreling and disputing over matters one person's faith allows them to eat anything but another whose faith is weak eat only vegetables the one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does for god has accepted them both Colossians 2.8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow, deceitful philosophies, which depends on human traditions and elemental spiritual forces of the world rather than on Christ. Actually, right there, it goes on to even say that uh, one considers one day holier than another and one does not consider any day holy. And the point that it's getting at is, is to not tell either that they're wrong. If you don't have a conviction that that day is holy or that that day is holy, then great, you stay with it. Great example would be the Sabbath for this. In regards to keeping the Sabbath holy, or specific like, um, um, uh, like like, um, sorry, days in the Old Testament, like uh, the festival of trumpets, mm. the festival of the Passover, all those kinds of things that are mentioned in the Old Testament. Like some people that are Christians, they celebrate those things. Some don't. Neither of them are wrong. They're just doing their own thing. Again, there's a way to do both of them sinfully, but in and of itself, neither of those things are wrong. And then Jesus in Matthew 23 with the word of the Pharisees, he lights these people up <laughs> for all of the things that they do wrong. And a lot of it has to do with the legalism of the Pharisees. Again, I'm not going to go through all that. Read Matthew 23 if you want to see some of that stuff. But I do want to make you understand that in Romans, it says, if you do anything and you do not do it in full faith, to you it is sin. So on the other side of legalism there, if you're not doing something in full faith, and that's in reference, of course, to gray areas. It's not like, hey, I don't know if I should watch porn tonight. Like I'm not, I, I'm in, or, or I'm in full faith that I should watch porn tonight. I'm good. No, 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 no. If it's a biblical command, then of course the answer is always no under all circumstances, always. But for the things that are gray areas like secular music, if you're not fully convinced in your heart that you're allowed to do it, then for you it's sin. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, most people don't know or talk about that scripture, but that is what it says. 
But here's the point, guys, is that when we're doing things, we should be able to listen to somebody else who is in a different belief system or a different understanding of scripture. And we should be able to fellowship and commune with those people just like they are us. So a great example. I heard somebody who was in my DMs on Instagram a few weeks ago. And they said to me, do you believe in the gifts of speaking in tongues? And I said, well, why do you ask? And they said, well, I don't really associate with people who speak in tongues. And I said, okay, well, regardless of my views on that, <laughs> that is really stupid thing to say because it's not a salvation issue. So why are you treating it like it's a salvation issue? The only people that I will not do ministry with are people who disagree with me on the gospel. You can disagree with me on virtually any other point in the entire Bible. And if it's not a gospel-centered issue, then I don't care. doesn't matter, and we should not be making big deals out of non-primary issues. Non-primary meaning things that are not in regards to salvation itself. One of the greatest deceptions that the enemy has done in the church today is dividing it thousands of denominations that we have yeah. and Jesus never asked for a single one people ask me constantly daily Cody what denomination are you and I tell them the same denomination as Jesus was and they go uh and it takes them for a loop because they <laughs> have to then question what denomination was Jesus and I found that yet has a single person been able to tell me what denomination Jesus is and that's my point just yeah. it was not part of a denomination so I'm not either and they go oh so you're not a denominational no no, I'm not non-denominational. I just don't have a denomination. Because mm -hmm. non-denominational is a denomination. I just read my Bible daily and do what it says. That's what I tell everybody. And that's what you should do as well. I'm not trying to find out all the things that make you and me divide from one another, but rather the things that unify us as one body together. So we need not to be legalistic and attack people over all these silly secondary issues like if somebody speaks in tongues or doesn't speak in tongues or what day somebody thinks that the Sabbath is on or whether somebody does or does not celebrate the Sabbath or whether somebody does or does not drink as long as they're not getting drunk. All of these things, they're all secondary issues. So why are you treating them like they're primary issues, guys? Jesus says that there's one way that people will know that we are from the Father and that they will know that we are his disciples and that's by our love for one another. John 13, 35. They'll know you're my disciples by your love, that for one another. So we need to love one another. If they are born again, if they believe grace through faith and they don't believe anything that is damning, then great, we're of the same body, one mind, one accord. But if we're quarreling with one another on these topics that don't really matter, are yeah. we showing love to each other? Exactly. No, absolutely not. Like, we, you know, you can discuss, you can converse yeah. about topics. In a nicely diplomatic Way. Right, exactly. I can have I have plenty of normal conversations with people about things that are secondary issues and there's nothing wrong with that until I start, you know, quarreling, debating, endless genealogies, that kind of stuff that's mentioned in scripture there. I don't fight with all of those things because it doesn't matter. They're secondary issues. First yeah. Corinthians two and three says, Are you not babes in Christ? He says, I have to speak to you as men who are on milk. Because are you not mere babes in Christ if you're quarreling among each other? Guys, if you're arguing with other people and it's dividing you as a church and stuff like that, then you are just mere children in Christ. You're on milk and you need to mature into adulthood. Grow up. Stop arguing with people. It's legalism for you to start impressing all of your silly secondary issue beliefs on people. If you're saying, Cody, how do I know if it's a secondary belief or not? How do I know if it's legalism that I'm pressing on people? Well, read your Bible. Tell me if whatever you yeah. see that you're telling somebody to do is or is not in the Bible. If it's in the Bible, then you're good. You can say it all you want. If it's not, then stop telling people to do it. Again, you can share with somebody your views. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like, like before this conversation, Matthew knew that I didn't watch secular TV. 
So like there, there's nothing wrong with you mentioning the views, but never did I say, hey, Matthew, you know that you're going to hell because you watch secular yeah. TV. Never was that even insinuated. So you can have conversations with people. You can encourage people to pray about it. But I do want to leave you with one point. You will stand before God on judgment day and you will give an account for the way that you lived your life. There's two points I want to hit here. The first one is, is you will be judged to the measure in which you judge others. So if you're legalistic with your judgments, God's going to judge you to that same standard of legalism that you judge others people, other people for, and it's not going to look good. Mm-hmm. I really urge you to consider your standard of legalism that you judge other people by. But now I want to flip on the other side. If you're one of those people who go, well, bro, you're being legalistic because you're preaching from the Bible, man. You better be very careful saying stuff like that. When I say something that is biblical, like you can't watch porn, that you can't live in sexual immorality, and you're going to call me legalistic, understand this on the flip side. You will stand before God on judgment day and give an answer for the way that you lived your life for the stewardship in which you lived. If you find, if God finds that you took advantage of grace and you turned the grace of God into a license to sin and you spit in his face and said, oh, well, technically God didn't say I couldn't watch fill in the blank or listen to fill in the blank. And you just got as close to that sin line as you possibly could. I am very confident you will have a very, very unfortunate day of judgment. Yeah. So be very, very careful in taking liberty in Christ and understand that our liberty in Christ is for us to feel and believe in freedom and for us not to quarrel among each other. It wasn't to see how close you could get to the line of sin before God catches you. Because guess what? God caught you already. No. You know, a hundred a hundred bad mistakes, a slow fade that you make, you're dead before you even made the great mistake. You know, so if you keep getting every single day, keep seeing how much alcohol you can drink before you actually get drunk. And then you get drunk one day and you're going, oh, I think God's mad at me now. No, 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 no. God was mad at you way before that. Way before that. And oh yeah, also, by the way, so you know, yes, God does get angry at people. God is mad at you for living in sin. God does get mad about us living in sin. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, well, I thought he was loving. Yeah, he is loving. Just like your parents are loving and they also get angry if you do something you shouldn't yeah. do. You know? And it's okay that God's angry at those things. He should be. I'd be more concerned if God wasn't angry at those mm-hmm. things. You know? I'd have a concern if God was just like, oh yeah, you can do whatever you want. Last point I'll leave you with. Just says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And if you don't love me, you won't keep my commandments. People go, you know, Cody, you can't say just because I'm living in sin doesn't mean God doesn't love me. You're right. I can't say that. God does love you regardless of whether you're living in sin or not. You're just showing God that you don't love him. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, you're going to stand before him on judgment day and give an account for your life. Not for what your friends told you you could or could not do. Not for what your pastor told you you could or could not do, but for your life. 1 Corinthians 3, read it for yourself. I would not want you to stand on before God on Judgment Day taking liberty or living in legalism and thinking that God's going to be just all happy-go-lucky with the way that you lived your life. <laughs> so what's the answer to this question of, of am I living in legalism or am I taking advantage of grace? Well, I can't give you a straight answer to that because I don't know what you're doing and I don't know the context of it all. Definitely Here's what I do know, though. Read your Bible. Read your Bible and pray about it. <laughs> I bet God knows. I'm certain God knows. Yeah. So see what God says on the topic. Be in relation with him on it and consider him throughout all of these things. And see what he asks you to do. I guarantee if you pray, God, is there anything in my life right now that is keeping me from you? I'm pretty darn confident he's going to ask you to give something up if you pray that prayer. But understand you praying that prayer, you're going to almost guarantee be asked to give something up. So are you ready? 
I hope so. I desire every single day to give up more stuff so that I look more like Jesus, whether that's my money or whether that's something I'm doing. I don't care. I just want to look more like Jesus every single day of my life, and I hope you all do too. That's it for this one, guys. This is a faith growth podcast. I hope you all got something from today. If you didn't subscribe to the channel the first time we asked you, then I'm offended. (laughs) Again. Yeah, you're making them cry. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No, it's all good. But if you could, that would be super sweet of you all. It would be much appreciated. We all love you, and we will see you next time on Faith Growth Podcast.